Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 pod. Brett Barron's here in the Champaign WCIA 3 studios. Andy Olson in Minneapolis watching Illinois get a convincing 78-60 to double-digit win over Minnesota. And we've got a lot to talk about today. Some backups filling in. Leib season, Andy. How about it Brandon Leib? Leib. Yeah. Leib. Do you, you believe? Hey, I'm a believer. You talk to him. Maybe the first post game, actually not maybe, the first post game uh podium opportunity for Brandon Leib in his 3 years at Illinois. We'll touch on him and what he was able to do in the first half with Illinois in some foul trouble. Matthew Meyer first career collegiate double double, 19 points and 10 rebounds for him. Terrence Shannon Jr. an off night, just two for 12 from the field, 11 points and seven of those from the free throw line. Dane Danger back in his home state, 11 points, and Jaden Epps, 10 points, and you got yourself a four straight win for the Illini, who now are above 500 in Big Ten play for the first time this season, 13 and five overall, four and three in the league. Andy, you were there to see it on that dumb raised court. What's your biggest takeaway <laughs> from the game? You're not a fan of the raised court, Brett? Not so much because it's just annoying and players are falling off yeah. of it and you got to think about it. And it's cool. The barn, one of the neatest venues in the Big Ten. It's very unique. It's just not really my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, and I think Sincere Harris is there with you because within the first few minutes that he was uh, playing on the raised court, he uh, he flies off of it, lands on, uh, tr- tried to find his footing on one of the grandstands, but went into the band. So foot hits a band sheet and just goes flying and, and he's fallen. So not, not, not good. So, if, you know, if you just want to put it on the floor of Minnesota, I think everyone would appreciate it. Uh, but you're right. Uh, it was definitely an interesting game uh, coming into this one, Illinois. Who'd have thunk that they would have had the chance to get over 500 um, in game seven of Big Ten play after starting out 0-3? Uh, it certainly didn't look likely that they were going to be at this point uh, early on in big 10 play, but here they are and they're playing really well right now. I mean, what can, what more can we say that hasn't been said after the Michigan state game, after the Wisconsin game, the offense looks completely different and is the reason why they are starting to reach some of their potential. Uh, Even on nights like tonight, like we said with Terrence Shannon having an off night, only getting two points. Uh, He was good from the free throw line as always, which uh, helps out his point total. But you got guys that can then take over and fill in for him, like Matthew Meyer, Brandon Lieb coming into the game, playing 13 minutes a career high for him. Uh, after Coleman Hawkins and Dane Danger pick up two fouls in the first half, uh, you know, who would have ever expected Brandon to play such a role in this game? Um, and he didn't just fill in. He was one of those guys that came in, same with Ty Rogers at that end of the first half, and kept – Minnesota away from the lead kept Illinois in front until those guys could come back in the second half. Uh, So really just clicking on all cylinders right now. I feel like Illinois is, and this is the point where they need to be. Uh, You could say that they need to get to that point when they're playing the big boys uh, like Purdue. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but like Rutgers later on in the season, Um, but getting these games now are their games that you need to win. Um, and they, they're getting them done. And same goes for their next game that's coming Thursday with Indiana. Um, who'd have thought that they'd be where they are at this point in the season uh, at the beginning of the year? But uh, this is an important stretch for Illinois, and they're playing like, like it, they should be playing right now. 
The Northwestern game was just 12 days ago. In a way, it seems like a whole lot longer than that. In a yeah. way, it, it doesn't. But according to Alana Nation, like Brad Underwood should have been fired 12 days ago. And at least on Twitter for some fine people of twitter.com. But fortunately, uh, cooler heads prevailed after this. And hey, we're back. Brad Underwood actually is a, a good coach. Wait, imagine that as well. Imagine and, that. <laughs> right? It, it's been a couple, three weeks now since Missouri. But we've talked at length about how this has changed. But for me, watching tonight, it's just the confidence that even though it's a three-point game at half, and Minnesota on its home court, a team that had just beaten Ohio State last week. And yes, the Buckeyes have lost four straight and are, are reeling right now. But Illinois didn't panic. They had the confidence, even with guys in foul trouble, to me at least today from the outsiders, you watching on TV, Andy, to just be like, hey, this team is confident that they're way more talented than Minnesota, that they're going to come out and play better in the second half. And they did. And they took care of business. And I thought it was a very workmanlike second half for Illinois to just impose its will and do what it did for a much more talented team than the Gophers. Yeah, and you are right about that. And Minnesota's head coach after the game said the same thing that Illinois is one of the most talented teams in the Big Ten, which is the same thing that we heard from Tom Izzo after the Michigan State game. Uh, but with that talent, I think everyone who follows the team, everyone who is a fan of the team, knew that coming into the year. The issue was it just wasn't working for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and I don't blame fans for being fans and being fanatic about uh, how the team was playing early on in Big Ten play. No one would have thought they would be 0-3. Uh, so things were a little scary at that point. But uh, I hope those same fans are coming around and giving props to Brad Underwood and the coaching staff for getting this team playing the right way and playing really well at the moment. Uh, because, you know, I just can't even express how differently they're playing now than how they were just 12 days ago. Cause this team has energy. This team has belief. There were points where we thought that that belief ha had waned uh, from the players on the coaching staff. Like when Matthew Meyer comes into a post-game presser and talks about uh, how upset he is about how things are going after a win, he, he did that. Um, but to see the way that they're talking now and to see the way that they're all playing together now, um, this is how they should be playing. And it's just a matter of if they can keep this level up. I asked Brad Underwood after the game. I mean, the team shoots 50% from the field. I'm like, can this offense still get better? Uh, and he went into how they need to make some of those easy layups more. Uh, so this, they're not satisfied with where they are now. Uh, and I'm interested to see when they start playing some of those other upper echelon Big Ten teams, how they're going to fare. It was one month ago tomorrow that Matt Meyer came out after beating Alabama A&M by 20 plus and said that he wasn't happy with how they practiced and kind of questioning Brad Underwood and, and doing it publicly. And he apologized for those comments made in public after Illinois' last game at home. And it's just interesting how things have flipped. And like you said, yes. you got to give credit to Brad Underwood and his staff for making those adjustments. And I think it's also fair to say, okay, well, why didn't they do that earlier? You know, I mean, but you have yeah. to figure those things out with, with so many new guys, you have to kind of see how it's going to work on the court. And they talked about that preseason as well, that it was going to take some time and it was going to take some adverse moments to see where this team exactly was. Uh, it, it is impressive to me that this was the first double double for Matthew Meyer. Like I, that took me off guard yes. a little bit, Andy, because I just I would have assumed that he would have had a double digit rebound game, but it also tells me that number one, he 
must not have worked that hard <laughs> rebounding <laughs> at Baylor, or it's a combination of, of maybe just his role down there that, you know, he wasn't a starter playing 31 minutes a game like he did tonight. That's a team high in minutes for Meyer, but I was a little caught off guard by that. You know, certainly he scored in double digit points, but uh, his first career double double says a lot about how far he's come as well at Illinois. Yeah. And when everyone had heard that for the first time, I at least heard that first from uh, the sports information director for basketball, Derek Burson, when he said it after the game. Uh, and I was like, there's no way like that, that this could be his first double double. Uh, but sure enough, he comes back to us uh, when we're starting to talk to players and says he went through, or excuse me, I think it was uh, Brian Underwood, maybe who said it first in his post game, but Derek Burson was the one who confirmed it to us. He said he went through every, every game that he had at Baylor and this is his first one. Um, and you think about just the first month when Matthew was playing with the Illini, um, how the way that he was playing felt like there was so much more um, that he was that he was leaving out there uh, and there was more that he could be because uh, this his role with Illinois is going to be different than his what his role was with Baylor uh, he was just a contributor with the Bears uh, on their national championship team started some games but didn't start every game um, but here at Illinois he needed to be one of those go-to guys same with Terrence Shannon Jr you can say about the role difference between where they were in the Big 12 and where they are now and there was a switch and he talked it, uh, about it with us after the game um, that before that Texas game is when he really felt like his conditioning and his body was where it needed to be. And that was one of the things that Brad Underwood had said after the game was, was the biggest difference with Matthew is that Adam Fletcher, the strength coach has done, uh, I don't want to say a miracle, but has done his work with, with Meyer and gotten him into a really good spot dealt with those injuries that he came to Illinois with and now he says he's like in his best form physically that he says he's ever been and it's feeling really good um he talks about his fasting before the game how that makes a difference but Matthew Meyer has clearly found something and is growing into a player that he was never at Baylor uh, and it's exactly what Illinois needs uh this season yeah and I also thought it was interesting tonight Andy that even when Terrence has a bad game he still took 12 shots, which we talked in the past. Like he, st he still needs that be a volume shooter that Illinois yes. was still able to spread the scoring around a little bit. Yes, he gets 11 points because he can get to the line eight times and make seven of them, which is uh, part of what we've talked to all along about what Terrence needs to be. But Dane adds 11 and, and Jaden adds 10. And then you get eight and eight from Ty Rogers, who uh, with Lee, like I was very impressed with what Ty was able to do tonight and how he was able yeah. to assert himself. What did you see from him on the court that really stood out to you? I think this is what we were more expecting from Ty Rogers. I, I think we all understand he's a freshman, uh, but he was so highly touted coming in as like a top 50 guy in the recruiting class, played with Team USA over the summer, was like named the team MVP. Like the, the coaches were praising him all uh, summer um, and we were expecting him to come in and just kind of be that guy. But the position that he plays, um, kind of that three, four, like wing isn't always an easy one to to make that transition into the college game as um so to see him tonight uh, brown underwood talked about how much work he's been putting in practice and how happy he was for ty um see that work that he's putting in in practice come to fruition on the court is so uh it, it, it's gratifying for us and to watch and for him to experience i'm sure because uh you know he's a hard worker you know he's a team guy and, and to finally see him take advantage of those opportunities 
um, in a stretch that was longer than those few minutes that he's getting every game. Um, it was good. And it, and it shows you the flash of maybe how he can contribute later on down this stretch this season and, and how important he could be in future seasons for the Illini, um, just like all these freshmen are going to be and in both respects. Another stat that popped out to me, Sincere Harris plays 20 minutes, grabs eight rebounds. Mm-hmm. He only, I mean, he scored seven points. I say only, like he made three of his seven shots. He was aggressive to the rim in some instances, had a hero shot, somehow got it to go in the second half. I believe it was. We're just like, what? What was that? <laughs> somehow he gets it in the bucket. Uh, but I thought that's really positive steps for Sincere. And, and it just shows he's so active to have eight rebounds. Yeah. And as a guard to be able to do that, you're right. It, it shows how active. He is, uh, and that's what Illinois needs right now. I mean, they win the rebounding battle by 21, uh, by a count of 21. That's insane. Uh, and it goes to show that those high-motor guys, and Brad Underwood was asked after the game, uh, it seems like Jade Epps, at this point, you know, you could argue based on what your eyes are telling you that he may have a better understanding of how to run the offense at this point than Sincere Harris. And it was Brad was asked, like, do you want to put Jaden in the starting lineup? And he, you know, looked at the stat line, looked at their minutes. He, he said it doesn't matter to him because he loves what Sincere Harris brings, not just in the starting lineup, but anytime that he's out on the court, um, just because uh, of that energy and what he can do on defense um, and, and how he's always going after the ball. It may be to his detriment, like against Michigan State, when his leg gets landed on and he needs help off the court, or today when he's flying off the raised court. And into the band, you know, it may be to his detriment in that point, but that's what Illinois needs. And it pays off in, in this respect of being able to bring down eight rebounds as a guard, as a freshman in Big Ten play. Yeah, a couple of key stats that really jump out points in the paint 54 to 28 to Illinois, second chance points uh, about even. But when you start to look at bench points 27 to 13, and then the rebounding, like you mentioned, 50 to 29 all in Illinois' favor, that's going to win you a lot of games, especially on the road in the Big Ten, those hustle stats. And that's what Illinois is able to do. 13-5 and five, now, 4-3 and three in the Big Ten, four straight wins, coming home to face an Indiana team Thursday night that is coming off a win over Wisconsin. Didn't have Tyler Wall, and the Hoosiers looked pretty good on Saturday against the Badgers. But uh, Indiana, they've had a lot of injuries this year. Another game for Illinois that it needs to win to continue to climb up the big 10 standings. And, and I think they got to be feeling pretty good about this schedule here, Andy, moving forward to close the month that they can really make some more leaps towards getting back in that big 10 race. Yeah. As long as Tyler wall is still out for when they go to Madison, I feel like they feel pretty good about what they have coming up this month. All right. That's going to do it for the WCIA three and one pod. Thanks so much for listening. Andy, thanks for your great work in Minneapolis. Check out the post-game press conference here. Brought under its full comment. Spoke for about 15 minutes after the win in Minneapolis. That's on our digital channels now. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and the WCIA3 app and website. All there. Andy's game story highlights all of that and more after a long day for Mr. Olson. Making the drive up to Minneapolis. Get some rest, my man, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3 and 1 pod. Until next time, have a great night. Uh, uh.